I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Small businesses bring Utah together. They inspire goodness and connect communities. These are their stories from Mighty Main Street, brought to you by the Utah Office of Tourism and Visit Salt Lake. Here's our host, Chris Redgrave, on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Thank you for joining us for the Mighty Main Street Business Show every Sunday from 11 a.m. to noon. We're interviewing our resilient small business communities in Salt Lake County and across the state of Utah. These are the folks creating our jobs and driving Utah's market. They develop our main streets that support the vibrancy of our tourist economy and where we as locals also enjoy dining and shopping. This business program is underwritten by CEO Caitlin Eskelson with Visit Salt Lake and the Managing Director of Utah Office of Tourism, Vicki Varela. One of our most favorite places in Salt Lake City is Caputo's. And I have Matt Caputo on with us today. And I think it's the actual name is Caputo's Market and Deli. Is that right, Matt? That is correct. Okay, perfect. It's such a pleasure to have you on. You have to know that I am definitely a fan of Caputo's. And I mean, I can name some of the stuff that I'm crazy about. In fact, <laughs> know, know this, Matt. I was in a board meeting the other day and we started talking about food at the end of the meeting just because everyone was giving each other tips. And I got a tip on Caputo's that you have this incredible cookie dough. And one of uh, this this uh, wonderful board member, Tivon, said that he gets your cookie dough and he makes these incredible chocolate chip cookies. How did I miss the cookie dough? <laughs> I don't know. You know, it is, you know, it's, I'm glad you got that suggestion, but it's one of those things we take so seriously. Like just last week, we had what we call a sandwich symposium where the managers gather to discuss recipes and we everyone brings an example of a menu item from each location and we discuss what we like about each one and we did it with cookies last time and we turned them over and looked at the Maillard reaction and how the the browning was happening on the back so you know we're big time geeks we take all the stuff serious even the cookies that we make so I'm glad you got that tip they are delicious chocolate chip cookies. Well, you know what's funny about it is that Tivon's this young, millennial, happening, you know, successful, really a cool guy, and he knows exactly how he cooks it. He can't stand cookies that are cooked too long. He wants it. So, you know, he should be he should be one of your consultants when it comes to the cookies because he went nuts. But there's so many things at Caputo's, and you have such an amazing history and a reputation. And you and I were talking earlier about your amazing father, Tony, and the influence that he's had in our market, in the community, his generosity, his heart. I mean, just what an amazing reputation and has really teed, uh, it seems to me, teed you guys up for success for you and Yelena, your wife, and your uh, mom, Mary, who's a big part and also owners of Caputo's. You want to share some of the life lessons that you received from your amazing father and, and how he still lives in you today? Oh, gosh. I mean, where do I start? But, you know, first, thank you for, for your kind words. And, you know, as my my father was my mentor, my best friend, I saw him every day. And the best part of, of working at Caputo's was, was seeing him every day. And, and uh, so it was a gigantic loss to lose him unexpectedly back in March, one that I'm still reeling from. But um, as much as there was to lose, that's what we had. And I'm kind of learning that we still have a lot of the gifts that he, he gave and some of the lessons that, that he taught me that I'll always 
be striving to live up to, the first one that comes to mind is to treat everyone with genuine respect. I mean, he never judged anyone. We had people working from uh, for us that were, you know, uh, experiencing homelessness, and and he treated them the same as everyone else. And people could feel that, you know, when he when you walked into Caputo's, even if you only got a sentence with him, you just got this sense that you probably would have been old friends if only you'd known each other longer. And you just made everybody feel like that so effortlessly. And so, what he had to give, he did effortlessly at times but you know when when push came to shove he, he always did things with others in mind and that that's the lesson that i'm trying to live up to boy i tell you we need it seems like we need this more than ever before uh matt and you know this sounds this may sound weird to you you kind of sound like your dad i mean i can hear your dad <laughs> i can hear his voice in your voice uh yeah you sound like well, tony thank you um, what are some of the incredible dishes right now? What what are you known for? And the other thing I've got, we can't forget to talk about Matt. Are your incredible online classes and how will yeah. those how will those continue? Uh, and how did COVID change and influence Caputo? So that's a lot of questions in one. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. basically, we just want to hear from you right now. Well, thanks. Yeah. So there, I mean, Caputo's is obviously popular first and foremost as a lunch deli. You know, we've got sandwiches. A couple of the locations have really popular breakfast sandwiches. But first and foremost, we make a mean sandwich. And uh, that, that's one of the cores of our business. But, of course, we also have a thriving, vibrant uh, cheese counter where you can come in and, you know, we don't care if you're like a dyed-in-the-wool French cheese enthusiast or, or someone that knows nothing about cheese and is, is perfectly comfortable with craft singles. You know, we, we don't cater to a specific specific clientele what we cater to is people that are just curious and want to connect with delicious things and and that's kind of what our our crew specializes in still to this day is you know uh, just like I I talked about with my dad making people feel welcome you know he he didn't care if you wanted a a six dollar a pound cheddar or a forty dollar a pound delicacy that only exists in this one little tiny farm and he would happily just help you find something that you think is delicious and that's something that we still do with, with the cheeses and the chocolates that, that line our walls because we're definitely known for cheese, chocolate, salami, and sandwiches. Matt, as I think back, am I crazy? Weren't you guys one of the first to have like a real cheese cave? Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're still one of very few in the country. I would say there's maybe a small handful of, of cheese caves in the country. And what that is is a very specialized environment to mimic the caves, you know, of, of where we're the art of cheese aging was really perfected in these subterranean caves where they have a very specific temperature, very specific airflow, um, and also, very importantly, a very specific humidity. Because cheeses, you know, what makes one cheese taste, they all begin with milk, and what makes one cheese taste very different from another, say cheddar compared to feta, even when made by the same farm, are living, breathing things. So to take this into account and take it one step further than just buying what a producer gives us, we do in our cheese caves, uh, Take say we buy a cheese from, from, say, Beehive Cheese in Ogden the day it's made, and we'll develop all the flavors ourselves in-house. So take into account what sort of organisms, you know, starter cultures, all these healthy yeasts and bacteria that can make cheeses taste very different from one another and make sure that we're giving them what they need to age to their fullest capacity um, and oftentimes doing something very different. For example, Beehive will make a cheese that tastes very sweet and nutty, 
whereas we age it in a very different way, and it'll make it taste a little more savory, almost more like the English method of aging. So totally different things, but it's a highly specialized atmosphere where we can help cheeses to, to come to their full potential. And this is something that people, I mean, you really have developed quite a clientele for this. I mean, they know to come to Caputo's, and this is one of the beautiful items they can get in the delicatessen. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We have, there's glass windows. You can peep in on them if you have questions. You know, we love questions. There are no dumb questions at Caputo's. We're just a bunch of geeks that really enjoy sharing what information we do know with people that, that want to know about it. So it's, it's a joy to see people come in that are curious, have a question, want to taste a few new things. And, you know, if you spend five minutes or an hour and a half in our store, you know, there's, it, you won't feel the pressure of a sale. What you'll feel is people that are just genuinely excited about the things that we're doing. Speaking of uh, staff and your associates, um, how many do you have on board now? Uh, between all the companies that we so we have three locations and a separate business that is a wholesale business to like restaurants and other retailers like Harmons and things like that, uh, we have about 120 employees altogether. How did they fare during uh, our situation last year? They were heroic. I mean, to be honest, uh, they showed up with a work ethic that, um, you know, we're, we were a essential business. Uh, we were gro- just like a grocery store. We have we have foods from small artisans that, you know, they can't just stop operating the, the cows or the goats or the sheep or whatever. They're still producing milk, and that has to go somewhere. These small little farms will, will go out of business quicker than the big ones, I might add. So um, as an essential business, we felt like we had to keep going. And uh, one of the first orders of business we did was have a group meeting and say, hey, if, you know, if you guys don't want to come to work, if you're too worried about this, we understand. But here are the safety protocols that we're going to put into place to protect you and to protect our customers. And uh, with rare exception out of those many, many people, everyone was like, no, we need to be here and we need to do this. And the spirit of hospitality and and just was stronger than ever. And I think we really, Caputo separated ourselves from the pack even further with, you know, when everything was doom and gloom, you could come into Caputo's and feel like someone still really wanted you there. You know what's interesting about this, Matt? It starts with leadership, period, end of story. So this is your leadership uh, and your family's leadership and support and the way people feel around you that is driving that. And I know you have a wonderful team, but it starts with leadership. It really does. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Matt Caputo, owner of Caputo's Market and Deli. We'll be back in just a minute. Check out today's business interview using the KSL News Radio app or at kslnewsradio.com. Just click on podcast. More stories on Mighty Main Street here on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.